0: Welcome to Lit Liturgy. This is Becca Middike Conlon. I am the pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church on the south side of Easton, Pennsylvania.
1: And this is Lydia Postles, and I am the pastor of Family of God Lutheran Church in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, just an hour north of Philadelphia. And we are Lit Liturgy, your favorite worship podcast, uh, Creative Worship with a Twist. Uh, our name, of course, has two meanings. The first meaning, mean, being, bleh, I try to put those two words together. You had a sip and of a have, wine thus far, no, Lydia. I haven't even had any. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just hysterical all right this is how we're starting piece.
0: today
1: <laughs> it is well anyway we are amazing happening popping, ecstatic wonderful
0: and apparently we don't even need to be super drunk <laughs> we don't because <laughs> we're already stumbling over words but that's the other meaning of lit and we won't be getting super drunk but we are drinking and today we are drinking uh we decided to do wine because it is, we'll be talking about ordinary time and including the wedding in Cana where Jesus turns water into wine. Whee! So shouldn't we have wine? So we are doing we Prophecy, which is a Pinot Noir from The Traveler out of California. So
1: expect l- prophetic things.
0: Yes. Especially by the end of the bottle, <laughs> yeah, by the end of the bottle yeah. or the end of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we will swear at some point. Likely. Yeah. <laughs> I've been good thus far today.
1: That's true, thus far. It's just waiting.
0: I mean, we've we've been together for a few hours, and I haven't sworn much today. That's true, yeah.
1: And as always, we'd like to thank Brian O'Dean for our lovely, amazing theme music. He now has a Patreon page, so go check it out. We'll link to it, and uh, go check out his awesome music. So what's Uh, going on today?
0: All right, so we decided we are going to continue talking a little bit about the liturgical year, and we are going to talk about epiphany but not so much epiphany as much as the season after epiphany which is super long this year it is and i think it's one of the longest it can ever be pretty much march 3rd is the last sunday for the sunday after epiphany so we have two full months yeah whoa yeah don't let it lull you into a false
1: sense of security though and don't let it be boring no (laughs) which is why you're here to find out
0: how to not make it boring yes so epiphany or Actually, it is January 6th, which is a, a Sunday. Sunday. Woohoo! <laughs>
1: it's very exciting. I mean, I usually move it anyway, but it's this, the actual day, so you don't have to figure out when the when baptism of our Lord is going to fall. Yeah, and,
0: and move all the stuff around. Yeah, so
1: it's easy this year, so do it.
0: Yeah, celebrate the shit out of it. <laughs>
1: celebrate the shit out of it.
0: All of the lights and the magi and the gifts. And the and stars.
1: All of it. And yes, go go nuts, yes. please.
0: And listen to last year's episode on Epiphany if you want to hear more because we dive deep. We exhausted all possibilities for Epiphany. Well, yeah. probably not. But so go and do that. That's some awesome
1: stuff on there. And
0: then we'll move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this... Next Sunday is the Baptism of Our Lord, January 13th. So if you can, have a baptism. On I might. Day. I might have a baptism. I, I, I mean, am have two. I'm having a baptism. Oh, on you Beth are? Day. Yeah. Oh. Which is exciting. That so, is exciting. And if you don't have a baptism, do affirmation of baptism, mm-hmm. which is you know confirmation or new members or remembrance of baptism so you can get everyone in the church mm-hmm. wet and yep. not just one or a handful of people just a handful
1: of people
0: um, my congregation has this tradition of doing a birthday bash which is just like a thing in the area of where you celebrate everyone's birthday all on one day um, so we they've done it at all different times of the uh, like normally it was sometime in the winter and I was like why don't we do it on baptism of our lord cuz baptisms are so closely, closely related to birthdays especially historically so let's just do it on that day and so um which is kind of fun like to have this huge uh, birthday celebration after baptismal and Mm -hmm. i always do the kids' sermon where i link baptismal candles to birthday candles yes um, because that's where we get birthday candles from so it's a good way of tying those two events together Mm -hmm. and you can also do stuff with water you
1: could do stuff with doves i'm considering maybe i've thought about doing dove temporary tattoos (laughs) hey that works (laughs) yeah you can do shells
0: but I'm not a huge fan of shells for baptism because there probably weren't a whole lot of shells at the river. Mm, you perhaps
1: have... not. No, you
0: hang at rivers. There aren't a whole lot of shells. Yeah. Especially like the ones, the scallopy-looking ones that you often see. Right. Yeah, that one I never really got. No, but yes. you can still do it. So as stick a with water. water
1: stick with doves. Stick with water
0: droplets. And... Yeah. If you're in a better climate, have some outdoor. You know, worship near some water like flowing water mm-hmm. that day, which would be fun. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do that in Pennsylvania in January. Nope, but, same. <laughs> but maybe if I was in the Southern Hemisphere or Florida or something California,
1: else. California,
0: yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Southern California. <laughs> Southern California, this is true. All right, so we made it through Epiphany and Baptism, the oh Lord, but now we have seven weeks. Whoa! What are we going to do for those seven whole weeks? Yes. Yeah. Actually, we have... So March third is transfiguration, so that's something special. But yeah. still six weeks of ordinary time. Yes. In the middle of January, February, yeah. which is so abnormal that it's this long. So
1: So it's the other green season. Yes. Sort of like the other white meat. <laughs> it's the other green season. It's the, the mini other one. green
0: meat. Yeah, the other Oh, uh, hopefully it's the other green when meat. When does Dr. Seuss's birthday fall? I really hope it's during
1: epiphany. I don't know. <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> All right. So the other green season.
0: Yes, yeah, so the green season makes a lot of sense in the middle of summer cuz it's this time of growth and you can physically grow things <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> grow something and you can see the growth outside like it's a long season yeah and but like you can talk about like crops and plants and you can see them go from you know just little leaves in may june to like full-blown trees to then losing their leaves by um, fall Silver at burn least at least if you're in the northern hemisphere
1: right yeah um but yeah what do we what can we do with that in the middle of winter
0: well if you're in the southern hemisphere yay you can finally tap into that idea this is true and you have six weeks to grow something like you can grow an entire tomato plant during that time maybe not tomatoes but something else there's got to be some spinach yeah kale Some plant grows leafy. full in six weeks, right? Yeah, um, but in the northern plant, uh, you can a northern hemisphere, northern plant, <laughs> the northern hemisphere, you can talk about how rest is also beneficial to growth and how growth is not linear. Um, like growth comes in these spurts and plateaus, and we think of it like how kids grow and how they'll shoot up literally th- you know a multiple inches within a few months and then they stay at the same height for a year and then they grow again but it's also true for achievements as far as athletics like you as a like myself as a runner I can be plateaued of like I really can't get past this mileage marker or I can't get past this speed and I work at it I work at it and I'm going nowhere and then all of a sudden I drop off like my speed becomes much quicker I'm able to all of a sudden grow in as far as running within a short period of time but you kind of need that rest period and that plateau at the same time
1: yeah it's kind of like a fallow period like all the fields and all everything is kind of fallow it's resting nothing's growing but it needs that time yes otherwise it can't grow in the
0: spring yeah you can't take all the nutrients out of the ground constantly right uh, it, it's time for the ground to regain some nutrients yes to rest so rest especially
1: after everyone is super tired after
0: christmas <laughs> And, eat, and then Epiphany, and then Baptism of
1: And then annual meetings. Like, I know we do yeah. our annual meetings in January. Some do them, some churches do them other times of the year. But yeah. I think many of us come back from Christmas vacation and boom, annual meeting. Yep, pretty much. But rest
0: is... Always good. So there are some great themes that come up in these texts. Um I know I'm probably gonna do a theme about hospitality because the gospel lessons during those six weeks are Jesus making wine, a water and a wine, preaching the good news to the poor, the prophets not a uh, prophet not being welcome in his hometown, calling the disciples to join him, the Beatitudes, which is how everyone is blessed, and then pray for your enemies. So there's a lot of great hospitality themes I'm gonna um, merge into I uh, and tap into. I think we're gonna do a book study. Um, I haven't decided which one yet, but a few ideas are God's Welcome by Amy Odin, or Radical Welcome: Embracing God, and the other, the other, and the Spirit of Transformation by Stephanie Spellers. Or the Invitational Christian by Dave Dalbert, which mm. is um, a new one, and that's probably the one I'm actually going to go with. It's all of like fifty something pages. It's more of a booklet, mm-hmm. so
1: yeah. And there's also Radical Hospitality by Shane Claiborne. I think yes. it was a couple years ago. Yeah, that's a good one as well.
0: Yeah. So I think I'm going to do a, a tie a book study into the appearing time. So we're going to focus on different ways that we're already as a congregation being hospitable and who we still need to be more hospitable to. And then each week I'm going to ask people to write down questions along the lines of like, who is welcomed here? Who do we still need to welcome? Who? How can we be more intentional? How are we welcoming? How can we be more welcoming? Um, and this is actually all part of the process of my congregations becoming reconciled in Christ, which is <gasps> the ELCA um, LGBT affirming uh ministry yeah process yeah um but also just a kind of doing a new mission welcome statement at the end so we're going to collect all this information from people without them realizing we're collecting information from them by using the best way to do it by using these six weeks of epiphany so ooh, that that's ambitious that's my grand scheme for that'll be awesome and staying with the lectionary how awesome is that
1: wow gosh look at you that's really amazing well, that's hospitality is a great direction to go. Another direction to go is Epiphany, or the time after Epiphany, is um, you could see it as the season of the growing light. The light is getting, the sun is um, in the sky for longer and longer. We get more and more daylight. And, you know, the season ends with Transfiguration, which is all about, you know, Jesus being blinding, blindingly <laughs> glowing. So you could play on that growing, the growing light and the growing light within us. Um, something I'm thinking about doing is continuing some sort of candle lighting liturgy during worship. We have the Advent wreath during Advent. Um, to, you could do some something similar. Take some of your old Advent wreath candles that are sort of sort of used, but you don't want to use them next year, and kind of incorporate them into some sort of candle thing you could light one candle you could light one candle each week and have lots of candles lit by the end um, you could talk about how people have shown the light of Christ in their lives to you and you could talk about people in your lives who are still alive you could talk about people who have died so it's sort of like a mini all saints only kind of encompassing all people um, something that I'm thinking about doing is incorporating in addition to the candle lighting doing a mission moment in um, each worship every week to highlight a different ministry that we do that focuses outside of our walls um, and how we shine the light not just oh we're lighting a candle in the middle of worship and talking about how jesus is our light but how do we actually shine that
0: so hide it under a bushel or within four walls of a church right yeah no, no. i'm <laughs> no gonna to let
1: church. it shine Ooh, that be a good song to sing actually Uh, if you want to do like a can like a candle lighting liturgy sing that song um or or you could do both um have them have a bunch of people share like one to three minutes and have them all do it together during the sermon time and then Mm -hmm. boom you don't have to preach one week so that's something, Marching but I bet in they would the really like it. God. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Shine, Jesus, shine. Yeah, shine, Jesus,
1: shine. Yeah, you could do like a little verslet in between. So yeah, you could have a bunch of people. You could have like six people talk, and then it's sort of they don't have to talk for a long time.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, like, I love the imagery of having people add to the visual creative space of like the decor of the sanctuary. So like you, if you do that... Uh, light theme you can have flame shaped shaped pieces Ooh. of paper and have people write prayer moments or god sightings and then you can hang them up around the sanctuary um, in some ways that have this grown or you can make a sun and it grows as Ooh. you so it could be like a sunrise Ooh. so you start with like either the darker colors and go light so it goes you know at by the last week you actually made the sun and you go from like dark blues to the pinks and orange yellows and yeah i'm all visual i'm all about it play
1: play on the light theme yep because that is the that is the season (laughs) that's kind of one of the themes of the season
0: again with growth do a spiritual gifts or strength finder inventory for your congregation have some follow-up like that could be a good like saturday learning thing or adult ed series of what these different spiritual gifts or strength finders are and right and really dig into what the different people's
1: giftedness this is r that didn't work
0: gifts are. I think you got giftedness had a few extra, I was trying to say giftedness
1: giftedness is a glass of wine day. lydia <laughs> It's been a long advent, man. Um, yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean, and then you can talk about that that growth that happens about how we have these natural gifts and skills, but also we need to grow them and tend to them to make them actually be gifts that are helpful to other people. Yeah, and follow up have like yeah. actually
1: follow up if you do like an inventory. Yeah. Um, it's this is a great like learning time learning yes. span that people will maybe hopefully be around for. Um, If you want to get into um, a subject such as talking about the order of worship, you Mm -hmm. can see our first two Ordo series parts, and I think soon we'll have a third, um, and to talk about why we do what we do. This is just a great time to just dig into something, pick something, and just really dig into something. Yeah, explain your hymnal,
0: explain your order of worship, explain why we do the sharing of the piece, and why does it come where it comes, and yeah, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So
1: something else to connect to. Beginning the season with baptism or the baptism of our Lord. Um, something that um, we I was at text study with my conference and um, another pastor Norbert Hahn. He's a pastor in Philadelphia area. Um, we kind of came up with a baptism anagram. Um, So for each letter of baptism, you could come up with a characteristic of what does the baptized life look like and talk about that every week. And what we came up with is B, born again or born from above, A, affirmed, P, powerful or empowered, T, trusting, I, inspired, S, serve or service, and could be multiply or mission or something like that so
0: or you could make up your own yeah and if you focus on one of those each week that gets you from baptism of our lord through the sunday before transfiguration yeah ta-da! shocking and if you do that another like those people adding to the decor of the sanctuary have people write those prayer requests on god moments but it could be water drop shapes and then you can hang it from over the baptismal font one of our friends lauren did that at her congregation uh, yes. and it looks so cool of having all these water drops over the baptismal font of this visual representation of the water that's so often you don't see because it's in the small bowl right at one place. Yeah. So, all right. Should yeah. We move on to, well, that was kind of our, our BYOB. So should we move on to some scripture shots? Sure. All right. So, uh, digging in, we kind of through, went through these first two a little bit, but Epiphany is Matthew, January 6th, Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Again, listen to last year's episode. Uh, one thing I thought about, because, oh my God, this dragged me so crazy yesterday on Facebook. Anyway, um, about somebody talking about how it's three wise men, not wise people. And I was like, well, no, it's not wise men. It was Magi. But right. Let's get that correct. And there wasn't three of them as far we only know three gifts, and it could have been... 12 Mm. it could have been or two it it could have been two people it could have been a million people we really don't know probably not a million because that would be real crap yeah (laughs) and so you can tell a like quote unquote real story that it's magi and not wise men and we don't know the number just that there's three gifts and we know that at least one of the people were male but we weren't sure if there's any females just because in the plural if there's a million of people that are women and one lone guy in the million women, you use the male pronouns because patriarchy. Yes, and then also Jesus wasn't a newborn; he was probably a year, a toddler, yeah, young, a young maybe toddler. not quite a toddler. Yeah, he wasn't four. Yeah, but he was, you know, under up to two years old because Herod decided to kill all the sons, all the boys who were up to two years old. So Jesus was not a n- newborn infant; he was, you know. Teething, Me, yeah, <laughs> past teething, probably past teething, crawling, crawling. Yeah. I don't know. Getting we don't have trouble. kids. We don't know the order of <laughs> we, these things. We don't know what's going on. Does teething come before crawling right, or right. after? I don't
1: know. Who's he out of swaddling clothes?
0: <laughs> anyway, so anyway, tell, tell that oh, yeah. real story. Like ruin it for people and the fact that yes. uh, that it like it wasn't this image imagined way because, well. And it, probably most likely they weren't at Bethlehem anymore. They were back no. in Nazareth or wherever. Yeah. Anyway, Ho-
1: hopefully you also talked about it a little bit at Christmas too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, baptism of our Lord. You could talk about um all the things that we also talked about earlier. Uh this the gospel is from Luke three and um it's like fifteen through seventeen and twenty one through twenty two, just use the whole shebang. The middle bits are just talk about Herod. And so it's just foreshadowing what's to come, which probably would be a benefit anyway, because that kind of gives you the whole picture. Um, It's like the whole thing is just adding a couple extra verses. So it's not that big of a deal. So go nuts with baptism. Put uh, doves everywhere, shells everywhere, if that's your jam, water droplets everywhere.
0: Bring your super soakers, get everyone wet. Yeah, do
1: asperges, like create asperges. That's how you say it? Sure. Asperges. Sure. <laughs> Shows you how high church I am. Is it not a lot?
0: <laughs> I missed that day in seminary, so let's
1: move on. <laughs> the gospel begins with As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John. Whether he might be the Messiah, um, it's early enough in the year that you could still have people talk about their expectations and their hopes and dreams and stuff for 2019. Um, ask, you, could, you could ask people, what did you do your New Year's resolution on? Mm-hmm. Or what do you hope for the coming year?
0: And um, are they still keeping their New Year's resolution right? 13 days 13 in? 13 days <laughs> You
1: can also use this, as Becca is, as part of a visioning mission, or mission mm-hmm. statement yeah. uh, process, which is pretty cool. Um, if you are very visual, you could get an actual winnowing fork and explain what threshing is and what a threshing room does and that whole threshing process. process. <laughs> it's basically separating the heavier grain, which is the part that we want, from the chaff part, which kind of is the lighter stuff. Yeah. I and mean, we don't eat that and you don't want to eat it cause and it's, it's blech,
0: <laughs> gross. Well, no nutritional value. Can't really digest it. Right. It's all really that stuff.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of what the point of the threshing, yeah. all that. But I don't think
0: is. a lot of people know this because no. it's not our society. Well, yeah, and, and we have th- machines that do that now.
1: Yes, I can. <laughs> My family being farmers, I can say we have things that do this for us. Some of them are called combines. And fun fact: this is probably more than any of you want to know. A combine doesn't combine. Things, it's a machine that combines different processes into one. So the thing that it's doing is not combining, it's what it is that is a combination of the harvesting process. You're looking at me like I'm literally to do, the
0: more you know, rainbow
1: right now. <laughs> Do-do-do. The more you know. <laughs> but some parts of the country are more or less agrarian. And, you know, maybe in the Philadelphia area, we are not as familiar with it. But in North or South Dakota, you're like, oh, yeah, I totally know what that is. Um, but it's good to talk about it. Yep, that this is what jesus is meaning anyway um something that is would be really awesome to focus on is you are my child the beloved with you i am well pleased and to write this on cards for people to stick in their mirrors so that they are reminded that god loves them and is well pleased
0: exactly them. as they are exactly as you are and i think we talked a little bit about baptism over lord in last year's epiphany episode too so yes, check that out see that um, January 20th is John two, one through 11, which is the wedding of Cana, a wedding at Cana. Uh, so there's a lot of wine involved. <laughs> lots um, and lots of so it. something that I know a few churches have done is they, their council will have a retreat every year and they have a wine tasting party to pick out the communion wine for the year. Only if you're at a fun church, <laughs> I know, so, but you could have that after, you know, either during worship or after worship on the 20th of just doing a wine tasting party where you have like four or five bottles, types of wine you know label them a through e or whatever or one through five and have people vote on their favorite and that's your new wine for the year so for 2019
1: that would get lots of people to be on council
0: yeah (laughs) but you can also just do it in worship like or maybe not in worship but after worship (laughs) maybe in worship um so i mean all you need to do is have those little bits of wine so people are going to have less than a glass total anyway if they you do the shots that communion shot glasses that's true So um, you can get us some container to show how much wine this was because they were jars that were 20 to 30 gallons each, and there were six of them. So, like, find a container. I can't think of a container that's meant to hold 20 to 30 gallons that is meant for... That you can get in a door easily. Well, I think you can get one in a door easily, but the only thing I think that holds that much is for, like, commercial kitchens. Yes. Or, like, I know that they have, like stuff in the brewery process that you can get something that's 20 to 30 gallons. So you might have to find, like, a box, like an appliance box that would hold 20 to 30 gallons. Yeah. Or you can get five, six of those five-gallon buckets from Home Depot or whatever and say, this was one, (laughs) and Jesus made six of these. Like, this was not a little bit of wine. This was a whole whole lot of wine. This was an excess, enormous amount of wine. And I think people need that visual because you hear 20 to 30 gallons – and you're like, oh, my car ho- holds 15 gallons. But when was the last time you saw the gas tank of your car? <laughs> like uh, Ever. Like, never? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you see the gas tank of your car, there's something wrong with your car. Yeah, and that's a sad day. <laughs> so um, delve into what it means that the best wine was served last, that this wasn't the, you know, that entire idea of the best being last in the, um, in the first. Uh, and the ha- crap
1: being served. Last,
0: <laughs> no, the, yeah. how that was the uh, no, norm, yeah. And what does that also mean about hospitality? And then for the hospitality theme that I'm doing, I'm talking about how the couple was not prepared for the wedding t- feast, and how hospitality, because this will be the start of the hospitality uh, series. Series, yeah, that's the word for it. <laughs> how hospitality <laughs> starts with people people being pre- uh, with you being prepared for the people that are to come. So you don't invite people over for dinner and then find that half a can of tuna and that like (laughs) box of you know stale crackers in your cabinet and try and figure out a meal from there like you normally invite them to dinner and then you go and prepare for that meal so yeah preparation
1: Okay, January 27th. Maybe many, many of you are having our annual meetings that day.
0: I will be. I
1: will be too. It's Luke four fourteen through 21. Jesus announces the good news to the poor and says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So you could, in your sermon, be like, hey, listen up. <laughs> <laughs> was that? that? was the dogs. <laughs> they want to be part of the podcast. They're like, hey, listen up right now. <laughs> so the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So listen up. So you could say some... Um,
0: you completely lost your train of thought. I did. With I completely lost my train
1: of thought with the <laughs> dogs. Um, well, we were talking about the annual meeting, so um, if you probably could be a good way to um, if you, church needs to talk about some hard things, you could say this is what we got to talk Preach about. Reach it. Preach it. You could act out this reading. Um, you could have a scroll that the person reading from Isaiah could actually read Isaiah from an actual scroll. You could inc- also include uh, the, the hospitality theme if you're continuing that uh, theme throughout Epiphany, that we are called to welcome all people. And that means all people. We, sometimes we think we're welcoming to all people, but also we have, need to examine why we want to welcome all people. Do we want mm-hmm. them to fill our budget? Do we want them to fluff up the numbers in worship? Or do we want to welcome them for who they are? Yeah.
0: Um, what does it mean to have oh, this... and also, do we want them to be like us? Right. Or do we want to accept them for who they are? Exactly. Yes, exactly. So also,
1: what does it mean to have the spirit of the Lord be upon you? Uh, can you wear it, for example, like a stole? Is it a flame on your head like what we talk about at Pentecost. What does that mean? What does that feel like to have the Spirit of the Lord be upon you?
0: Do you feel it at all? Do you, do you know what you not igno- Do you even know it's there?
1: Right. Yeah. Is it the sign of the cross that you get at your baptism? Explore that. Who knows?
0: So our chaser today is something that Lydia stars in. Oh yes,
1: I am the star. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's it's something where I got to be an extra and pretend to be Episcopalian. <laughs> And I think I did a pretty good job. Uh, it is called, it is a video uh, called How To It's by the Reverend... Which is
0: H-O-W, the number, number two, two, C-H-A-R-I-S-T.
1: Yes, How To because it is a video that explains, it is a video of an entire church service. So it is a full hour and a half or so long that's a video long if you watch the whole thing it's broken up into different segments but throughout the whole thing there is text on the screen that's explaining every single part of the service why do we have a if you have a gospel processional why do we do that who is this person who's standing up At the front, that's the presider. Why are we singing this bit over here? That's the gospel acclamation. Um, It was created and put together by the Reverend Kelly Swanland, who is a Episcopal priest in the Philadelphia area. And it just came out yesterday. And so we'll have the website where you can put in your email and get a free copy
0: of this. Do you know what that is? Can we say it over? I don't remember. (laughs) Well, aren't you not special? I know. <laughs> not helpful. Not helpful. Not
1: helpful. Um, they do have a Facebook page. Also. It's howtookerous.com. Go there, uh, sign up. All you need to do is have an email address, and it, a link will be emailed to you, and then you have access to the website, and um, the whole service is divided into four parts, um, and it's a. I think it will be a neat tool to use if you want to use it in your... Uh, continuing ed not continuing ed your adult ed classes you could watch one segment and then talk about well how is this the same different what did you recognize um and it's also been created by a fellow young clergywoman so
0: we love promoting young clergywoman, young clergywoman. so go check that out it is pretty awesome for what little bits i have seen of it and i'm far. wearing purple <laughs> So you can go and see if he's got Lydia because, you know, she's a star. (laughs) Random side story (laughs) that I have to share. On this past Sunday, I had a a four-year-old visitor, nephew of one of my uh, church members who normally worships at a Catholic church. And the entire conversation with his aunt during worship was like, where's the priest? And... And who's in charge? And she kept on saying it was me, the one, and he's like the one in the white dress up front, aka my alb. Yep. And so at the end of worship, he comes downstairs and he has a blow pop or a tootsie roll pop in his mouth, and he pulls it out and he's four, and he's like, "Are you the one in charge here?"
1: You're like, "Heck yes, yes I am. It <laughs> yes was great. I am." That's so
0: and funny. then he was okay, but he couldn't believe his aunt that I was the one in charge. So you know, young yeah. clergyman, that's Represent. a four-year-old boy, right. four years old, and it's ingrained in him. Yep. Anyway, so we got to go change the world. Yep. Yep. All right. So (laughs) it's the week before Christmas, so we are a little slap happy, and that's a short uh, short episode for us. Which is probably okay. Which is okay. So in the meantime, uh, have a Merry Christmas if you are listening to us before Christmas, and have a great 12 Days of Christmas, if yes. you're listening to us after Christmas Eve. Uh, and you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Liturgy L-I-T-L-I-T-U-R-G-Y, or email us at LitLiturgy at gmail.com. I really love spelling our name. You know that. <laughs> you're
1: doing a great job.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, we
1: need some more BYOBs. Um, so please respond to us on Twitter and on Facebook mm-hmm. and engage with us, because what we're doing next time is we're wrapping up our ordo
0: not wrapping it up we're doing another episode we're doing another episode oh we have one more after that yeah ah, so we're talking right. about the meal this time so what then are we, some then we things, have the Sunday yeah right. so what are some things that you do during communion i mean even share some of your funny communion stories cuz we all have had them of things that have gone wrong things that have gone well uh share with us what you do during that meal portion of worship in order to make things fun and exciting or even or things that have happened that have just kind of made it funny and exciting <laughs> yeah but jesus would
1: think it's great yes so it's all good so and as always
0: thank you so much to brian o'dean for our lovely theme music and in the meantime this is becca and this is lydia and we're reminding you to always drink and plan worship respons- responsibly
1: <laughs> we're drinking some prophecy wine so by the end of this bottle we'll be able to tell the future we won't guarantee that it's actually going to be true but <laughs> it'll be a prediction <laughs>